Welcome. This is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the Son, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast. We simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. And then on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. we go through the Old Testament. Uh, We have children's ministry available for both services. And if you need to get more information on the church, you can go to calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bible ready, today we'll be in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verses 8 through 14, as we begin this verse-by-verse study. The title of this sermon is, Where Are You? Part 2. This is the second half and conclusion of a two-part study. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have ask you to dinner to spend time with your phone. The worst thing in the world is for me to be in my phone or on my tablet or doing something and my wife is trying to talk to me. And the next question out of her, and this is I know I'm in trouble. Are you listening? No. Let me put the tablet down or let me put the phone down and let me listen. That's the same way we do God. Especially men. So we don't know if Adam got it wrong. We don't know if Adam conveyed it wrong to his wife, Eve. (laughs) Maybe he didn't give it correctly. Right? We're not known for giving great directions or maybe he messed that up. Maybe Eve didn't get it right either. We don't know. But there is definitely a communication breakdown between Adam and Eve. And it's so quickly do we want to hide in shame from our sin and we want to blame people. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 6-10, through 10, it says, If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus... His uh, Son cleanses us all from, uh, from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to, make, uh, and to cleanse us from all, our, all unrighteousness. If we, have, if we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. When you confess your sins, you're forgiven of your sins. You, you repent, you follow God, you turn to God. All that is, is you're, it's that 180 that we talked about so much. It's like you're, you're, you're turning away from that sin and you're turning to God. And that's who you're going to follow. But let me tell you something. When you make that turn to follow God, you're still going to be a sinner. Your past, your present, your future sins are forgiven, but you still need to be be confessing on a daily basis. Don't let that stuff continue to hide in your heart. And you start covering it, you're putting fig leaves over it, trying to hide it. Let that stuff come out, repent, and deal with it. 
In Luke chapter 18, uh, 18, verses 10 through 14, it says, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee with the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, uh, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Homeboy's there to pray, and what does he do? He's like, hey, Lord, I'm not like I'm not like not even like this tax collector that's right next to him. I'm not like that guy. But I love what the tax collector says because he goes into it. Now the Pharisee says, "I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get." And that's just like what we do on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. Oh man, look at my beautiful life. Look at what I'm doing. Let me put the filters on the way I look. So I can get the best shot of my face. That's not who you are. I think sometimes the most beautiful thing about my wife is when she has no makeup on. She's beautiful. But then you put these little shiny things on the, and it's like, that's not you. That's why you look at some of these people in Hollywood and they've done so much stuff to their face and they, they can't even make an expression. Right? They don't even make an expression anymore. But that's what we do, just like the Pharisees. I, I, I fast twice a week, I give tithes, all that. And we do the same thing with our faith. Hey Lord, I do this, I do that. What about that sin over there? What about that stuff you've been watching? When are you going to deal with that? I don't care about that other stuff. It's all burnt offerings. All of it. Because you've got sin that needs to be dealt with. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to the house justified rather than the other. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. He was being straight up. Lord, I'm a sinner. And as men, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Humbly to come in before God and just confessing our sin. Don't let that stuff take root. Don't let it continue to be a habit forming sin. In verse 13, then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So, the man blames God. The man blames the woman. Who does Eve blame? The serpent. So, what do we do, men and women? We like to deflect and blame other people for our sin. Again, own it. It's yours. Own it. In Romans chapter 7, verse 15 through 20, it says, For I do not understand my own actions. This is Paul. I love this. For I do not do what I want, but I, I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do not do what I want, I agree with the law that is good. For it is no longer that uh, I who do it, but the sin that is dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in the flesh, or in my flesh. For I have desired to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do, not, uh, I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. 
Not if I do what I want. It's no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. That's the battle we go through. It's the battle of flesh and the spirit. And we talked about that before. It's like, which one are you going to feed? Are you going to feed the flesh or are you going to feed the spirit? And I love the way that God asks Eve. He asks her a little softer to her. He's not as blunt as he was with Adam. God understands the, the tender nature of, of the woman. But he's not going to let her get away with it either. Blaming the serpent. Repentance is something that we are to do when we're in sin, when we know what we're doing is wrong. And she says the words, and I ate. And I ate. And there's no more questions from God. No need to, to, to push it any further because they understand now at this point that it was the serpent that deceived them too. And it's the serpent, the devil, that deceives you. But not all the time. Sometimes you're just being a knucklehead and just doing what you want to do. And you can't blame that on God. And you can't blame it on the devil. Sometimes you're just doing your own. You, this is what I want to do. There was no temptation from the devil there. The devil ain't worried about you. He's worried about big, big problems. Big people. World Economic Forum type stuff. That's what the devil was worried about. That kind of stuff. We have to understand, it's like the woman's even deceived, but she blames the serpent. So disobedience, which leads to guilt, which leads to shame, which leads to fear, which leads to hiding, which leads to eventually blaming one another. And man, I want you to get this. Make sure you understand this. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. But Adam is held accountable. And it's a reminder to us that we, as followers of Christ, we have the Holy Spirit that resides in us. The Holy Spirit will convict you and let you know that you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. But I don't even want to hear from somebody who says, I'm an unbeliever. And they go, well, I, you know, I don't know the difference between sin. You know when you're not doing, when you're, you have a conscience. And that conscience comes from God. And you know when you're doing, because I, I remember doing stuff going, I shouldn't do this. And I would go do it. The conscience, my conscience was there. But I decided to, to bypass it. Verse 14, the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you, all the livestock and, and above all the beasts of the field, on your belly you shall go, and the dust you shall eat all the days of your life. So God judges the serpent first. Serpent was being used by the devil. Now we're not sure if the serpent, now the, I've, I've heard readings where, oh it could be a dragon, right? Did it have legs? Could it walk? Because now it's going to be on its belly. All those things that you see in, in when you're studying theology, there's all these discussions that happen. I think the broader and deeper thing that we need to remember is that this was Satan using the serpent 
And, and Satan trying to execute his plan to get Adam and Eve to, to, to fall into sin. But God had a plan as well. So what is the destiny, uh, the destiny of Satan? Satan will be defeated. It tells us in John chapter 12, verses 31 and 32, Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out, and, when, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all the people to myself. And Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 says, He has disarmed the rulers and the authorities and to put them to, shame, uh, put, uh, put them to open shame by the triumphing over them in Him. And then Romans 16, 20 says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of your Lord Jesus Christ be with you. We also know that Satan is destined to be condemned. In John 16, 11, it says concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. And it also tells us for us as pastors, it talks about in Second Timothy, or 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 6, it says he must not be a recent convert or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into condemnation of the devil. The devil will be condemned. And then Satan is destined to be expelled from heaven. In Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 12. Now war arose in heaven, and Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated. And there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And, and the great dragon was thrown down, the ancient serpent who is called the devil, and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, he was thrown down to the earth, and the angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of, of our God and the authority of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they had conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they loved uh, not their lives, even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And we know that the devil is bound to be, uh, 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 Satan is bound to, uh, destined to be bound. In Revelation 20, verses 1 through 3, it says, Then I saw the angel come coming down from heaven, holding his hand, the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain, and he seized uh, the dragon, that the ancient serpent, who is the devil, and Satan, and bound them for a thousand years, and he threw him into the pit, and shut it, and sealed it for, uh, over him, so that he might not be deceived by the nations any longer, until a thousand years were ended, and after that he, is, he must be released for a little while. And then eventually, Satan is thrown into the lake of fire. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, it says, Then he will say to those left, Depart from me, you are cursed into the eternal fire, prepare, uh, prepared for the devil and his angels. In Revelation 20, uh, verse 10, it says, And the devil uh, who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophets and they will be tormented for days, tormented day and night forever and ever. So there's a separation of lamb and goat. And we'll end here. We're not going to get to the first gospel. 
You know, the first message is going to be preached in verse 15. And it's preached by who? The good news is preached by God. We're going to spend time in that. I, we, we just don't have time to get into it tonight. I, I realize as I'm looking at how much more I got to go. And that's why I told you we're going to take our time as we go through this. But it's a reminder as, as Jesus is talking about in Matthew 25, 41, then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you are cursed. And to the eternal prepared, uh, eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. We either choose to follow Jesus Christ while we're alive here on this earth. If you deny him and you say, I don't want nothing to do with you, Lord. Your choice, you know, hopefully you don't get hit by a bus or something because your choice is made. If you decide, you know what, I'm just not going to choose. I, I want to party. I want to live my life. And you die. To be absent from the, the body is to be present with the Lord. The judgment that you face because you, your choice is too late. You're going to be standing and going, He was real. And by that time, it's too late. You're a goat. And you'll be pushed, pushed off to the left because you have an eternal damnation that's coming. It's a choice that we make to follow Jesus Christ. It's one of those things that we struggle with, and I, and I know I struggled with it too until I was 39 years old. But it's understanding that, that when you choose to, to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and was resurrected and you begin to follow Him, you deny yourself and you pick up your cross and you die to self and you start following Him. Eternity starts in that moment. It starts right then. And God wants to use you in your marriage and God wants to use you with your kids and God wants to use you at work and God wants to use you in this church. But you have to choose. Are you going to be a lamb on the right or a goat on the left? Are you going to continue walking that wide road? Or are you going to get on the narrow road and walk with Christ? And know that your eternity is secure. Know that you, you have eternity secure, knowing that you have Jesus Christ. He died for you, for your sins. Sadly, many people believe that the devil's not real. But Jesus spoke about him. And Jesus is speaking about them in Matthew. Saying, look, there's going to be two. <laughs> the goats are going to go on one side and the, the lamb go on the other. And there's, there's an eternal destination for everybody. It's just which one are you going to be on? The lamb or the goats? I can tell you there's a lot of people being deceived in this world right now. I don't know how many of y'all saw it, and, and I'll finish here. Um, you have this, this new religion that's based upon science. As one world religion gets together in, at uh, Mount Sinai to take the Ten Commandments of climate change. 
mocking God. And there are people following this. And a lot of the stuff that's written in those Ten Commandments are, are Hinduism and Buddhism. And you have Christian pastors and, and Catholic and Muslim and they're all coming together for this and people are following it. And they're blinded by the, 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 the things of this world thinking they can save this world. You can't save this world. You can be a good steward of it. Nobody's against that. But when we see our younger generation, and this is where we need to get the gospel out, they voted for, um, for abortion. They put it on a referendum, most of that stuff on some of the states. And sadly, like if, even if the baby is born alive, we're not going to help it. They voted not to help a, a living child. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at as a, as a, as a world. We're hiding and putting on the, the fig leaves, hiding behind our sin. And, and you know, honestly, when I look at, at what's going on with, with our culture, with our world, it's because the church has got a bunch of fig leaves on it. We have a bunch of hypocrites. Man, I would rather you be straight up with me and tell me, man, I'm struggling. I've been, I, I started drinking again, dude. Instead of you coming into my church and acting and smiling in front of me, acting like everything's okay. Hey, man, how's it doing? It's so good to see you. Oh, man, I love you. God bless you, man. And, and you're over here. Oh, amen, amen, amen. And then you take off and then you're back out there drinking the rest of the six days of the week. Be real with me. Because I'm going to be real with you. And I'm your pastor. This is a, you know, this is half our, our battle. It's like, man, we can overcome those things because of what Jesus has done. Because of what Jesus has done. But we need to be like David. Don't blame anybody. Own your sin. And, and deal with it. And, and at the end of the day, man, God bless you, man. I love you. I don't want to see you walking with a bunch of fig leaves trying to figure stuff out. Like, you're just, like, what are you doing? Be real. Hey, I, I need prayer. I got angry with my wife, dude. I don't know where it came from. And I'm the first thing I'm going to tell you, have you repented to God? Because that's who, <laughs> this is where a lot of Christians mess up. They think I just need to smooth things over with the wife or with the spouse, or I need to I need to smooth things over as a as a son or a daughter with mom and dad. And it's like you don't realize you re, you sinned against God. That's your first order of business. You need to get right with God, and then you need to go apologize to your. You know what? As a parent, one of the you can you can be we can be knuckleheads too and sometimes we pop off at our kids and we need to tell them hey you know what i was stressed out and it's not an excuse i i'm sorry i'm sorry you know how far that goes you don't walk on water i hate to tell you none of us do 
We come in here with our filthy rags. But we're acting like everything's fine. <laughs> and then you're going to be... And then the other fun part is when people forget. They told me something seven months ago. And they go, well, I, man, I, I, I don't know where that came from. The boss did this and did that. And it's like, bro, you forgot to tell me you got written up six months ago for your anger. They told you they were going to fire you if you did it again. It's your fault. Nah, man, the devil tempted me, bro. They're like, no. <laughs> you want to be angry because that's who you are. You're not ready to deal with that stuff. So don't hide. Don't fear God. God loves you. And God, God is just saying, just cry out, Abba, Father, and repent. Just repent. He loves you. And, and as your father, he's there picking you up, just like your mom or your dad or your grandma or your grandpa or your tío or your tío. Tío used to help you up when you were barely walking. That's God. I love you. He's going to get you back on track again. Like, come on, let's go. But be real. Don't be fake. And man, I, look, if I... I, I, I don't like posting stuff online that much. I mean, I, I, it trips me out sometimes, man. Because <laughs> I even got my own family members. I know. I'm like, dude, I know you. I know what's going on in you, but y'all all over there hugging. And I'm like, oh, the family's doing great. And it's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. But we put those fig leaves on. Just like the Pharisees, as he's like, I, but I do this for you, Lord, and I do that for you, Lord, and I do this for you, Lord. And the Lord's just going, it's all burnt offerings. Because you have this sin over here that you're not willing to deal with. And I've already shown it to you, and you keep trying to hide the fig leaves over it, and you can't hide it from it. You know, becoming a Christian is not merely believing in some creed or, or just doing a religious activity at church. It's actually asking Christ himself to take residence in your life and heart. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. If you'd like to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, simply pray this prayer after me and mean it in your heart. Just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that his death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins. I turn from my sins and open the door of my life and heart to you. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior and ask you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we would like to welcome you to the family of God. Uh, the next step, what would that be? Uh, my suggestion is always for a new believer is that they need to be in the Word of God. They need to spend time in God's Word daily. Uh, I would, if you have an iPhone or an Android phone, there are wonderful Bible apps that are free. But if you need a physical Bible, we will do everything we can to get you one mailed out. So you can go to our website and go to the contact information and we will get one to you. Uh, the other step that would need to happen is you need to get plugged into a church. 
uh, one that teaches the whole counsel of God, meaning that it teaches everything from Genesis to Revelation, preferably verse by verse. Uh, the other thing is there's a lot of great pastors and, and teachers of the Word of God in our area, a lot of great churches in our area. So I would tell you, get plugged into one. We would love for you to come visit us at Calvary Chapel Divine. Uh, you can go to our website, get more information about the church, more information about us at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine and you'll, you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, If you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.